All right, and welcome back to the Technicolor Podcast, where we discuss all things geek from a diverse point of view. And as a reminder, any questions or comments that you may have, please email technicolor214 at gmail.com. Again, that is technicolor214 at gmail.com. Enjoy the episode. Theme music. Bad Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, our moderator, Carlos. Mm-hmm. And today, our special guest is... Nobody. Nobody. We, nobody. It's, no one. It's very hard to get people to be okay with like hearing their voice on a podcast. Uh, it's weird. I've been re-listening to our uh, past episodes to get used to it. Y- yeah, you get um, used to it. Yeah. Also, we're on Spotify now. Ain't that wild? I know. We're on Spotify. <laughs> like, I know it's not like the hardest thing in the world, but it feels nice to be picked up. And it, it. it feels like it's like that weird blue check mark thing like yeah 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 get. well i mean now those don't matter anymore because you can just buy them you can just buy them you don't have eight dollars though so yeah, yeah I, I, I well okay here's the thing there's no budget set aside for do us do you realize how many magic cards i can buy for eight dollars oh my god so Is many like one pack it's like a pack and a half but even then i would rather just buy singles yeah yeah it's just generally better for what you want anyway but like i could find an eight dollar I can find an $8 rare that I need for a commander deck that I've been <laughs> like, but so, I want more than a blue check mark so, on a fake website. So one card. Yeah, one good card. Okay, $8 for DLC? What you talking about? Oh, God. Okay, so before we get started with today's episode, I would like to know, what is actually your favorite classic story? That's like so vague, my dude. Yeah, what, what do you mean by classic? It's well, like, so well, vague. Like, oh, well, okay, well, it ties into the episode. I mean, still. yeah, but like, you gotta be more specific. You, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, all right, we're a library. I'm sorry. Okay. What is your what is your favorite classic literature story? There we go. Is that what you like? Okay, that's there better. You go. That makes way more there sense. There you go. Um, I can answer mine first if you would like. Does Dracula count? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go with Dracula. Dracula or Animal Farm are probably the ones that yes. I'm like I vibe with those pretty well. What about Watership? Now Watership Down's post the classical time. Period. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Dracula. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go uh, in a slightly different direction. Richard the Third. Okay. I, really? I you know the you know what it is you know what it is I I think is I have the Yo Mama joke in the middle of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's not the point. <laughs> that's yes, it. Not what if he had said just yes? <laughs> not the point. No, I think the reason why I like it is because um, I always am fascinated with a story of the old adage of, you know, people reveal themselves when they have power. Yeah. It's it's a yeah. weird kind of interesting phil- uh, philosophy I always like to kind of see play out on stage. Hmm. And plus, he's just so evil. He's so evil. <laughs> and yet kind of cool at the same time. Love to hate. You love to hate him, exactly. Yeah. You just love to hate him. But I always love the uh, the story of a corrupt king and how they get to power and how they have to get be taken down. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play off of you, and because like I've read like interpretations of King Lear, mm-hmm. and King Lear always sticks by me for some reason. Like I like like I just go back to it. 
It just got back, exactly. I've yeah. been reading a lot of Shakespeare for a thing that's coming up with the library, and I hate Shakespeare now, <laughs> so I don't feel at no, any as, of this as, right as, now. As who, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, no, no, Shakespeare out. I'm so Shakespeare as out. As someone who has done those, who has played mini Shakespeare events, especially when I did the beginner's bar classes for the intro to Shakespeare, I understand completely. I understand completely. Is it for Shakespeare Day? Yeah. Or, yeah. Let's get into today's topic. So, Shakespeare will always have retellings and reimaginings. Disney has made a brand on retelling classic tales. World War II has proved popular narrative with Oscar with Oscars and video games. Greek and Roman mythology will always prove viable for creating stories. We love classics, and ironically, these stories often make a case for the public domain. Would you believe there is another story, another story or popular narrative, but not one you would recognize immediately? So today's episode of the Technicolor Podcast, we're actually going to be discussing one of those stories you've heard all the time, and yet you don't, you, you surprisingly don't know what it is. Journey to the West. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We have to be careful. Sparking! <laughs> we have to be careful with FX on this one today. Oh, Lord, be careful with yeah, FX song, on this one. Because <laughs> you could do Hedgehala or Sparking, either one of them. Yeah, with. you could. Okay, so if you don't know what Journey to the West is, don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, like, worry about yeah, it, because, like, that means... Well, I was going to explain it. I was going to explain yeah, it. Yeah, no, we got you, but, like, also, like, uh, read a book. Read a book, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, please read a book. So, it's actually based off the novel of Wu Cheng, and the actual novel itself is, like, was it... Oh God, how many books is there? Like, I would like to say it's six, but I think there's more. Way too many. Yeah, it's way too it's many. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's very dense. Yeah. But it's actually based off a particular dynasty... That actually Wan Zhang. Wan Zhang. Is that how you say it? Um, Zhuang, something like that. Or we, none of us speak. Yeah. Our, our, uh, We're going to try our best, but I'm pretty sure it's close to Zhuang Zhang. I believe so it is. Yeah. So it's of, of Abu's much travels to India to actually obtain Buddhist sacred texts, which are sutras, and actually translate them. This is actually the most basic summary of the tale of the journey to the West. And that's just for the sake of the podcast. But his trials, what makes the story so long-standing, is the fact that he is accompanied by Sun Wong King, Zhu Bajie, Sa Yu uh, Wang, Yu Jing, and the White Horse. That's, As, you butchered all of those. I butchered every single last it's, one of those. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a try. Give it a uh, try. Sun Wukong, the Monkey King, mm-hmm. um, Zhu Bajie. Uh, translates roughly to eight precepts pig. Mm-hmm. Uh Jing, the river ogre, and the white dragon horse, uh, which that one, I'm not even going to try it. Uh, also, the horse doesn't really matter, except for whenever the horse matters. Yes. Man, you have better Chinese than me. <laughs> I did research on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. we did notes. But yeah, but the uh, story is about, the story generally, it's, although the, the meta-narrative is then going on this journey westward, hence journey to the west, in order to deliver these sacred texts to China from India, uh, by crossing the Silk Road, it's more about the four slash five of them getting mm-hmm. in various misadventures that are generally meant to be sort of lessons in character. And they're all, all of these characters are kind of representative of like, in metaphors for aspects of like a person's like humanity and how their brain works. So like Sun Wukong is meant to be like your impulsive, like pleasure seeking brain that doesn't really think of consequences. Mm-hmm. The, uh, 
Zubage, or as everyone likes to call him, Pigsy, um, is sort of meant to be sort of your like gluttonous streak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jing, Sandy is, uh, is what a lot of people will call him, is like your more caring, like protective instincts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the white dragon horse is a horse. Um, and I don't, uh, that one, it's doesn't, no, no, it's no, supposed no. to figure into something. It's hard to tell. Like it, the it, metaphor goes over a lot of our heads. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest with you, when they, when they kind of discuss the horse, they surprisingly, they, they get very loose with what that means. Yeah. And a lot of that surprise, and, and a lot of that was like, kind of like by design. Yeah. Just because it was like, no, it's supposed to be like a noble steed. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's as far as it goes. <laughs> but it also kind of functions like, um, sort of like a proto example for a trope called the five man band, mm-hmm. where it's the idea that you have five characters, each sort of representing aspects of what makes like a good team. So you have our Tripitaka, the the monk that is the right. one that's taking this stuff, the that is taking the journey to the west and carrying the sacred tasks, is the leader. You have the Monkey King, Sun Wukong, who's sort of representative of the Lancer, the Dragon. It, it sort of gets muddled. It's not as clear-cut as like how you would normally have it. But the idea being is that they all of their personality traits sort of balance each other out. So mm-hmm. you end up in any misadventure having a primary leader, a primary Lancer, so someone who's like meant to be a foil to that leader, yeah. a big guy, a big dude who get, is like a powerhouse an emotional heart and then like a smart one that plans. Yeah. Um, and that's why if you like RPGs, especially like Japanese RPGs that have parties and you notice that your party ends up falling into archetypes similar to what I've described, this is why. Exactly. <laughs> like literally the reason for this, like coming from the East is because of journey to the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it, it's come in that way. Uh, is is from those things in a manner similar to here in the West. We also s- developed a version of this trope, but it came from Arthurian legend. Yeah. Um. So following like King Arthur Lancelot and all of the Knights of the Round Table. Right. Well, yeah, th- it, that's yeah, and, this, and also Lord of the Rings. Yeah, also yeah, but like I said, the format again very similar, and again you've seen it more often than not. Was basically kind of mm-hmm. comes down to between was it. You usually have a jokester, a serious one, mm-hmm. a companion who's the great socializer, and they're all there to complete a holy quest. Again, it sounds so familiar, yeah. doesn't it? It's We're also literally describing Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you, if you notice where it's like, oh, yeah, two, two that are kind of cowards, mm-hmm. one that's mm-hmm. meant to be, like, a serious leader, another one that, like, constantly gets into trouble, and then a smart one. And it's like, oh, so you're you're talking about Scooby Doo, yeah, and it's like, yeah, no, it's just it's the it's Scooby Doo, the four humors, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, mm-hmm. the the main cast of Sex in the City, like I wouldn't think Sex in the City. No, no, no. It's they also follow that same basic four humors paradigm. That's true. It's, okay, it's yeah, literally right. like right, it yeah. is. It is just a thing where mm-hmm. humans, for some reason, when we tell stories, we break up our characters to represent sort of a person who is meant to be the self-identified leader right. who who tends to not change their opinion because they're meant to be like the driving force mm-hmm. a lancer to question that opinion right because you need someone who's there to question that mm-hmm. and then one person who's meant to be led by their passions and then one person who's meant to be led by their intellect mother 
Yeah, no, it's just how it always is. Leonardo's the leader. He he yes. he leads. The the funny, fun loving one is Mikey. The one that questions him is Raph, and then the intellectual is Donnie. Dang, you. Fred is the leader. Daphne is his is like which turtle was Fred? Yeah, Fred uh, yeah, no, yeah. That Fred be... Fred's the leader. Daphne is the yeah. one that that yeah. honestly, if you've ever watched the original one, is the is one of the ones that is like. Is going to question like Fred's leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, Velma is the smart one. Shaggy and Scooby are the comedic relief. It's comedic relief, smart guy, leader, Lancer are the most common, and then the five man bands evolved to take that comedic relief and split it right. into big guy and heart. Because typically the comedic relief, they huh. they they were like it makes them to one note, but splitting it into two different characters, mm-hmm. and then it allows for. A moral core, someone who makes it so that way everyone is remem- remembers why they're going on the dang, quest, dang. and then a physical powerhouse slash an individual that is strong, so that way the group ha- you have something that if it is knocked down, the rest of the group goes, "Oh no, we're in danger." Like their That's whole rough. job, their whole job is to be strong enough that they can deal with a lot of problems. Yeah, that's that doesn't require. Yeah. Yeah. Like Raphael's meant to sort of be the big guy in yeah. that scenario because Raph is canonically like the meanest fighter. Mm-hmm. Leonardo beats him in like their training exercises, but that's because Raph gets angry. But mm-hmm. if ever there was a situation where there's like 30 foot ninjas and they need to go like do a different thing and they need to distract them, the one that's going to volunteer for that is Raph. Because yeah, Raph right. is confident enough to think, oh yeah, I can beat these guys. Yeah. You guys go on, I'll beat them. Like it's yeah. it's how their the personalities are. And in this instance, Raphael is Sun Wukong. If ever a fight breaks out, Sun Wukong's always the first one to go. Yeah, no, you guys go do the thing. I'll fight these guys. Yeah, because Sun Wukong. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sun Wukong believes he's strong. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas yeah, and Sandy's the one that tries to think things through. Pigsy's the lancer that constantly questions Tripitaka and Sun Wukong, mm-hmm. and then Tripitaka is meant to be like the leader guiding force because he's the one that's on the quest. So whenever he also functions as the heart because they're all technically demons. So uh, yeah, whenever something yeah. bad happens yeah. and they like, we need to go help someone. Tripitaka is the moral center because he's a monk. Yeah, yeah, you, damn. yeah. And and this this brand of storytelling, there's a reason it's in all anime, yeah. which we'll get to. Well, yeah, there's yeah, a reason. It yeah, it's like ninety percent of all anime follows this. But formula. that's actually the best way to describe it. Yeah. In, as the teenage mutant in turtle, that yeah. works out so well. Four humors. Literally, we've had yeah. this. We've had this idea. That's true. It works for like, well like ages. That. This is the basics of, like, this is Arthurian myth has edges of this. Right. The freaking Italians had their version of this with the Commedia dell'arte, where mm-hmm. all of the characters are, like, just archetypes. Like, yep. there's Sevish, the guy who is clown, sometimes the two masters. Tartuff, the wonder dog, who's just, like, a dog that hangs out. And it's funny, haha, look, the guy, like... Literally, it's just whenever humans make stories, we build things up into these to, yeah. three to five archetypes because we that's how we like to view the world is in these groupings of mm-hmm. usually no more than five. And then you get the Power Rangers did this too. Yeah, sure, they did. Yeah, Power Rangers did this. And then you get the Sixth Ranger. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, that was, which is its own trope. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's more of its own trope. Well, to yeah. fair, I think, uh, okay, that's a different episode. We won't get into that right We won't now. get into that. But we won't I, get into if that. we ever want to have like a, a sit down and I and we talk about our favorite like literary tropes, like Five Man Band is like, it's oh best. man, do I love Five Man Band. Oh, it's it, my, favorite. It, my favorite. It's my favorite trope. To, to be honest with you, when April to, O'Neil is the secret fifth member of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We know that. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> no, no. My favorite trope is really the uh, the 
two guys, one girl in anime. It always works out very well. I don't know why. That's your uh, power trio. Yeah, that's the power. I love that. Or it, something it's like, so great. It's, yeah, it's like power thing. trio, dynamic duo, mm-hmm. four humors, five man band. Yeah. It's like the the way that it's it's broken down. Okay, but like I'm glad we got into adaptations. Like sitting in, this has been adapted many times. Oh, as a yeah. lot of people don't know, or a lot of people oh, yeah. should be aware of by now, the original Dragon Ball series. You know, before the Super Saiyans. Yeah. It was pretty much based off the journey to the West. Yeah, a lot of the characters yeah. that you see in it are meant to be like direct comparisons. Son mm-hmm. Goku is meant to be Sun Wukong. Um, Goku literally is just the Japanese. If you take the Wukong characters and translate them to Japanese, it re- mm-hmm. it reads as Goku, and so that's why it's it's Son Goku. Right. And then they're going on the quest for the Dragon Balls. Bulma is supposed to be Tripitaka because she's the one that's going uh, like starts off on the quest. They yeah. meet Oolong, who's like a shape changing pig demon. Literally, he's meant to be Pixie. <laughs> uh, and then Yamcha is meant to, I think, be Sandy because he's like... He's like I believe a, so, yeah. He's a warrior spirit, right? Yeah, like yeah, The idea is that he's spirit, like a, yeah. he's a warrior. And then after after that first arc is over is whenever we kind of stop the direct parallels to Journey to the West. Mm-hmm. And um, we get to the more martial arts funsy stuff. But we still add in some things. Goku's still the funny monkey boy um, right. that just is magically really strong and blah, blah, blah. And then later on we decide... What if Saiyans? And then it stops really being a Journey to the West parallel, and it actually starts being Superman uh, parallel <laughs> yeah. uh, during the Frieza saga. And then after that, it becomes Terminator Two. Well, uh, it, it really, well, it really diverged off. Like, yeah, no, it's every single time it just becomes a new, another different story. That it really does. Likes. Yeah, like it's all of the first Dragon Ball is like all like Japanese and Chinese folk tales. Mm-hmm. Then the Frieza saga and the, and the first of the Saiyan saga is basically Superman. Mm-hmm. Like it's Goku was sent on a meteor to, to fight like from earth, from a dying planet. Mm-hmm. Duh. Uh, and then uh, straight up, I'm like, no, the cell saga is meant to be Terminator and Terminator. Yeah, no, that, it's that, just that meant to be Terminator. Terminator. Cell's just meant to be a Terminator. Like that's, that's how it's, it's literally the idea is. of he's a that's, robot monster from the future. He's a yeah, Terminator. That's 16 what it is. Gets his- yeah, sixteen gets his face blown off in the same way that Arnie does. Like it's yeah. Terminator. He's he's riffing Terminator. No, was it like but... that's because he's a fan of those '80s sci-fi movies. That's why Frieza's third form looks like a xenomorph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was just about to say <laughs> yeah. that. And why Cooler in the in the movie has a faceplate like a predator? Yeah, yeah. It's it's because Cooler's like primary form is meant to be like oh yeah because because Frieza's Z- supposed to look like an like a xenomorph, so his brother's got to look like yeah. a predator. <laughs> But yeah, but <laughs> your boy loves some Dragon Ball. What <laughs> <laughs> gave it away? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but again, that's not the only anime that they have adapted. Uh, also, Matsu, uh, that one is another one that was based off a of Journey to the West. Uh, Starzinger is actually an anime that actually puts it in space of all places, which is actually really cool. But my personal favorite one is actually Into the Badlands. I watched like, like the first episode of this, and I really need to get into it because a lot of people say I would like it. Oh, no, I loved it. Oh, I watched the entire series. They were supposed to do a season four, but because of uh, corporate consolidation, they season four will never happen. Sad. Where, it, can, uh, where can people watch this? Believe it or not. It's uh, AMC, right? Uh, it's, it, yeah, it was originally aired on AMC, but we actually have all three. We actually have the complete series here at your local library so feel free to check those out hey. Hey. but yeah that was actually my personal favorite uh, adaptation of the uh, journey to the west do, do you have another ver- uh, series that was kind of based off of it i mean like dragon ball is the the classic mm-hmm. um there's also been a couple of movies that they've done um that are like literal like generally they're, they're oh, yeah, there have been most movies. most of the ones that they that have been done have been like 
we're doing a direct reference to like the mon- like we're d- literally adapting like the beginning parts of Journey to the West that deal with like the Monkey King, right? Um, and then there's a ch- current like Chinese action series that's like doing an actual like they're trying to do an entire and it's at their multiple mo- like they're trying to do it one movie at a time and it's that's a long haul as that is a that is a long enough narrative to make one Vin Diesel blush with his ten. Fast car movies. Uh oh, God! Is that an example? I think that is, is an is, example. Is fast? No, it's not an example. No, no, wait, wait. No. Uh, well, I mean, is Vin Diesel Sun Wukong in a way? Okay, well, look, is 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 Paul Walker t- his Tripitaka? Can we can we view it as that? No, I don't want to do that. Well, no, but I do think there's well, think an of it like this. Well, think of it like I this. I think there's an argument. Of, I think there's an interesting paper there about there like modern mythology. It, kind of, well, because keep in mind, their noble seeds are their. Cars, yeah, no, no, and then especially considering the fact that he always, uh, Diesel's character always stick. I'm sorry, Dom, Dom always sticks with the uh, black charger. It's nothing more dangerous than family. family, Yeah, he always sticks with the black, like the black. He always goes for a charger or uh, or a fort. Well, because he's a fan of good old fashioned American muscle. Exactly, but it's his noble steed. Yeah, no. Well, Well, but that's like, um, well, yeah, it's more of his black Uh, dragon horse. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna. that's not gonna count either i was gonna be there's a lot of stuff where it's just like this modern like uh, i guess stories that are like quests mm-hmm. will have stuff like that too and they're well they're always on a quest it, yeah yeah it's literally but something but that's every just time. you can't just say that because then that's like what about like the grail quest from king arthur and them um so it's just i think like some direct references i like mm-hmm. uh killick from soul caliber as a pretty uh on the nose example he's got a power pole what extend uh, and oh, that's fight, true. Yeah, you're right. You right. fight like monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, really, you could take pretty much any like a lot of practitioners of monkey style kung fu are going to end up having probably some amounts of Sun Wukong reference in there. Well, yeah. Well, most actually, the crazy thing too is like especially a lot like, of fighting game. A lot of fighting games. A lot have of fighting like, games. Sun Wukong, like you, you will mm-hmm. see a character like that. And not, I wouldn't say in all fighting games, but a good majority of them. There, there's a Su Wong Kong if, reference. If there's a, if you've got a character in in, a, in your fighting game and they're doing kung fu, they're either doing dragon style, monkey style, or like mantis. Like it's always gonna be one. Yeah, of those it's always three. gonna be one of those. Yeah. Yeah, or I guess it's tiger style, whatever. No, um, no, 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 you got it right. I'm trying to think of like, it's it's hard to get like direct adaptations just because there's a lot of stuff that's just like you glance at it and you're like, is this a is this a journey to the west thing? It's it's hard to say. Well, it's I know well especially like games that come from Japan. You you don't know when that reference you don't you don't know when that reference is going to come up. Yeah, cause but but like once it like, does, Why it's is this monkey on the cloud. Yeah, but like once it does, it's like blatantly clear. Oh yeah, you you they, that's the Monkey King. Clearly, that, this is oh, what that is. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Lego Monkey Kid. Lego Monkey Kid. Yes, and also DC's Monkey Prince, oh, which yeah. is a which is a oh. comic that's going on right now where okay. where we're dealing with like Sun Wukong's, I guess, kid because it's he's the prince of all monkeys instead of the the king of the monkeys. Um, dealing with stuff. The current thing is uh, DC actually just had an arc where like the demon Neja just like showed up and they had to fight off him and it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lego Monkey Kid is a this is going to be a this is a <laughs> deep cut. Okay. All right, go for so it. So, are you familiar with the Lego TV shows? Yes. That there are Lego TV shows, right? There they are did, Lego like, TV They did Lego yes. Ninjago and everything else, and these are holdovers from the Bionicle days of yore, right? Mm-hmm. We, we we hear in this uh, podcast chamber 
uh, stand Bionicle and Bionicle lore. Or slash Bionicle means is straight fire. Um, uh, Eddie is looking at us very confused. Mark Carlos and I have exchanged knowing glances and sort of thrown like radicals, like yeah, brothers, at each other. So, <laughs> okay. So did you did you miss Bionicles? I miss Bionicles. Oh, what? buddy. Oh, buddy. I miss Bionicles. You missed out. They're action figures you can build, and then you can recombine to create new action figures. That Game Boy games, is, movies. That it's is great. so cool, Mask though. Mask of Light was cool. Three See, now movies. I'm... Mask of Light, bro. I, I ain't gonna lie. That, that's cool. I ain't gonna Yeah, no. There's, like, cool. all sorts of deep, like, Polynesian-inspired lore. Oh, my God. It's that's so awesome. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, those happened and like the Lego movie and stuff. So Lego's like, yo, we should make other stuff. And they were like, okay, how do we court the Asian market? Right. Right. And so they were like, well, what if we did like a Lego cartoon about like a kid that's inherited the powers of Sun Wukong, right? He's going to be, but that's an interesting concept. He's going to be the monkey kid. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they made for primarily Malaysia because there's an English dub because in addition to the like the Chinese dub which they was for the Chinese market they were like well also East Asian the pro, one of the primary languages in Malaysia is uh, English mm-hmm. and so the Malaysia dub is in English and so you have the main character in the English dub is uh, monkey the titular monkey kid is voiced by Sokka from the Last Airbender <laughs> wait no way uh, <laughs> the voice actor for Sun Wukong, the Monkey King, is, uh, I believe, Chris Sabat, a.k.a. the guy that did the voice for Goku. Vegeta. No, no, uh, then the other one. The one that San did the... Shamel. Yeah, okay. San Shamel. Yeah, Sean Shamel. The guy that does the voice for Goku is Monkey Kid. It's is, is the Monkey King. And it's just the star-studded, like, voice cast, and the animation is insane. It's, like, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And you forget that they're Lego people until you see their hands, and it's just a little, like, Lego grabby. <laughs> the little Lego grabby claws. The but there's, like, awesome, like, really cool kung fu fights, and, like, they have powers. And there's, like, a deep, like, deep cuts to the original, like, story of Journey to the West. Mm-hmm. Because, like, bad guys from the Journey to the West, like, come back. Like, the original antagonist for season one is the Demon Bull King who's, like, Ooh. one of the main antagonists, and his kid, Red Sun, a.k.a., like, one of the other, like, main antagonists of the story, mm-hmm. of, like, during the first big arc of Journey to the West. And so, and it's just them fighting, like, all of these characters and stuff, and you're just, like, this... The animation quality is, like, insane, has really good, like, voice acting, really good sound quality, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what is happening? And you can't get it here in the U.S., because even though it's in English, it's never been technically localized. So you have to find it off of like random Google drives on the deep parts of the internet. And I've watched all of season one and I'm like, this sucks. And I watched parts of season two. Freaking uh, the eight-eared macaque shows up. Who here is a stand for the eight-eared macaque? And no one knows who the hell that is. But it's like, it's really, really well done. And it's like a sequel. It's a weird Lego sequel story to the Journey to the West. I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, that's all you need right there. It's just someone, it's just literally animators playing with their Legos and like how we do with like, I can make, I got adventure Legos. Someone was like, I'm going to have Sun Wukong fight the eight-eared macaque. And it's going to be a Dragon Ball fight because it's, they're just Dragon Ball fights. Like I'm talking like shooting lasers. I'm talking like, 
making clones, like shadow clones out of themselves via like Naruto. Like it's just, cause it's all in his original power set. The shape shifting, like yeah. it's all there. And like, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. No, 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 it's no. It's really cool. You sold like this you can to find me. you can find clips of it on YouTube. I, 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 I'm looking for and this. And it's and uh, uh, Sean Schemmel does like some cold ass lines <laughs> as like Sun Wukong, mm-hmm. like talking to like other characters from the stories because he's like known them in the past and stuff like that. Right. And just like the the Lady Spider Demon comes back and he's just like. You should have stayed buried. And it's in Goku's voice. So you're just like, young 12-year-old addicted to Dragon Ball AMV me is like, ah, Goku said the cool line. <laughs> he never says the cool lines. But, yeah. oh, I'm going to check this out. Oh, it's I, so I good. I have not heard of it. I, I don't, don't know, know how, like, I don't know how, because again, it was, it's, well, okay, it's so, primarily only in Southeast Asia. Well, you can only get it on Chinese and Malaysian Cartoon Network. Like, <laughs> Well, every once in a while, if you, 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 you when you when you look hard enough, you can find it. And people, I've, people and have I, been it, asking. Like yeah. people, like every single time I look at comments of it, it's every time it's literally like, if a random person from Cartoon Network or whatever is ever reads this, please bring the show to the U.S. Well, they say <laughs> you can get it through a VPN, but yeah, I'm not really uh, sure you could. Now, time to bring in our sponsor, NordVPN. Nord- <laughs> <laughs> Are we actually? I would love us to be sponsored for once. I don't think we can. No, I th- no. We actually we could. We just have to like you. No, actually, you, we legitly could be sponsored. Okay. The well, only thing is, no, we actually can. The thing is, like, we can't pocket it. We would have to like, like invest into the. We have to invest into the studio or something like. That. I, we could we could take it, yeah. but we would have to. Immediately I know people who would back. be invested about. Oh, I know people who are would be down for getting some new stuff for the. the yeah. It would have, nice. yeah, but it would immediately. Um, yo, hit us up anyway, NordVPN. That's, that, that, that's a, yeah, hit us uh, up NordVPN. But yeah, we'll no, like if you, I guess if you have a VPN <laughs> or if you you know your way around an internet machine, try to find it. And where where can people go to learn about their internet machines? Uh, they can come to the Dallas Public Library, <laughs> uh, especially on the fifth floor, the sciences and mathematics department, along with technology. This they would have the information. This is you the fucking worst, cheesiest plugin. <laughs> ever okay <laughs> and i'm gonna use my dolphin drop on that <laughs> uh but yeah no it's uh it's rad like it's just unambiguously cool and you just have to get over the fact that all of the characters talking and and that you're looking at are lego people <laughs> i do i like, easily you have to, that. I could easily including the yellow plastic and the little oh clicky clacky hands um i haven't I don't think i've seen them they haven't really made the weird thing is is that despite them all being lego people They've not done any, like, bits with the Lego, right? Like, they've not, like, changed pants by, like, removing the bottom it half of their ri- bills. It seems like it's kind like, of right it's, there. it's just so weird. Because that's, like, you're watching it and you forget until you see their stupid hands. And then you're just, like, they've not made a Lego joke this entire time. This is just someone wanting to do a Journey to the West anime. Like, a journey, like that's all that someone wanted to do. Like, right. they just wanted to make this badass action cartoon like action cartoon comedy and the only way they could get it was with sweet sweet lego de Niro. so like hey you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do they're three seasons in hey look 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 like it, it, we put on programs before sometimes it's just like okay cool if we're gonna get this program we gotta plug our sponsors or like you have to like do this one yeah i've had to deal with it before it happens it happens but yeah it's it's but dope it's dope but yeah no anyway but let's get to the one I, no, I believe it. Oh, I believe up. it. I'm gonna look up. I believe it. Please put a link. If you find that, we gotta put it in the episode description. We I'm gonna just, email us. 
I'm yeah. just gonna look for the um, oh, the the Sun Wukong versus the eight eared macaque fight, and then just look, like go from take there. it from there. Just take it from there. Okay, but uh, but this actually kind of brings up the point to wrap it all <laughs> wrap it all up. It's the fact that yeah, um, well, again, we may not be as familiar, but at least here in the West, we're not familiar with the story. But it's quite amazing of like how often we've seen this story so frequently and so often. And I think one of the more uh, unique tellings about this, where it's like, it's different from Shakespeare, at least in my opinion. It's different from Shakespeare because, like, in Shakespeare, it has been modernized. It has been changed. Not the words necessarily, but mm -hmm. what it means has been changed. Or when it comes to, like, mythology. And I think most of that is just it, more in particular between Greek and Roman mythology. Mm -hmm. It's been done so frequently and so often that I, I'm not saying it lost all meaning, but we've seen it every other direction except for sliced cheese. But kind of curious about what makes this story in particular. Gonna look up Hercules sliced cheese now. You know, that's probably a drawing somewhere in it. I don't know it. <laughs> but like, you think what, it'll be weirdly sexual? Likely. Like, no. li likely. The likely. internet is a cursed place. Children. It's like looking up. Don't use it. Yeah, it's like looking up Sonic drawings. Don't no. Put, don't put that on your search that's engine. That's not even, that's like. Why are you looking up Sonic drawings? Don't, don't, don't put that on your search engine. Please don't. Anyway, um. To, uh, to, fun to, game to, to play at home. Put, go into your Google search bar, go to images, and type in your name, the Hedgehog, and see what happens. Oh lord! It's it's a treat, guys. We're gonna get emails now. It's a <laughs> treat. We're getting emails. It's now. a good time. Oh lord! Carlos well, is doing it now. I am doing it. Now. Oh, <laughs> don't you put that on that computer? <laughs> oh, but what's Carlos the Hedgehog? But I can't, <laughs> it can't be that bad. It's uh, usually not, unless yeah, it there's, is. There's like. A guy in some a hedgehog in some khakis, yeah, and a blue turtleneck. There you go. Okay, well, that's actually and not a bad. Trench coat with some like trip pants. That's fun. Okay, uh, but that could go one way. Yeah, no, I, I think whatever I, I, I think, whatever I looked up, mine it was unbelievably edgy, and I blame that on the source of my name. I find that the word the name Jacob, because of its biblical allegories, leads to edgy character design. Just yeah, in general. I can see that. <laughs> so whenever you're you're the, whenever the original meaning of your name is usurper, it yeah, it leads to some stuff. Fun fact: my the Japanese version of my name literally translates to tyrant. That's neat. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> I think it is. It means that my Japanese name sounds cool. It, okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, because did you ever have to do that in like foreign language classes where they would like make you do like your name, but like in that other language? In every other language, it, it's always Edward. I can I never go by Eddie. Yeah, but and I'm mad about that. Well, yeah, but like in Spanish, you would be Eduardo, and yeah. then in like French, you'd be like. I don't know what it is in French. It's like some emphasis on the E, but. It's Edward. Much, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Eduardo. It's basically the same thing. Something like that. But anyway, but to, to, we got sidetracked there. <laughs> but to wrap it up. That's my fault. That's all right. No, no, but that's an interesting fact, though. Anyway, but what has made this story in particular kind of, I wouldn't say necessarily change, but for the most part, it's been able to stay intact the way it has been. Is it just simply because we live here in the West? Or is it like the story is just kind of... Kind of universal, you know? Like, kind of universal. I yeah. am 100% thinking that it is because we have a straight-up written version. It's a book. Like, it's, That's it, true. As okay. a story, it's yeah. really old, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's yeah. like the, as a story, it's from the 1400s. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and it hasn't mutated a whole bunch. So, like, our, I think our closest example would actually be, like, King Arthur. 
Like it's around that's it's around the same area. Okay. Like in time frame, um, and uh, our like best versions of King Arthur have been changed multiple times because different monks or dudes would get their hands on the story and then like add things. Like their OCs do not steal. Looking at you, Lancelot and Percival. <laughs> well, you know, it's what's funny. You mentioned like the medieval literature because they would always like. Well, you know, our house was a part of it too. Yeah, our house too. They were our house, but they had a horrible habit of doing that. They, yeah. That is actually really true. Yeah. So I think that just because it was like it's a written, preserved version of the story, and it's uh-huh. like this is the canon version. Parts oh, of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure parts of it because it's so big is like are based off of local mythologies for the regions that go along the Silk Road. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's, like, was the author's intent. And I'm betting that, like, if you're a person living in that time period and you've, like, moved to the capital city from, like, the middle of Nowheresville, China, mm-hmm. and then you, like, pick up your copy of Journey to the West because it was printed and you can actually read it, like, that's a big deal. Um, you, like, pick that thing up and then you're like, yo, that's, that's the river spirit that lives, like, in my, in my family's river. Like, we own a part of, like, that area and the, the river spirit, that's it, that's our local deity. That's so cool. He helps, he helped Tripitaka and Sun Wukong, man. That's gotta, that's probably gotta feel really good. Yeah, like does. we don't oh, yeah, yeah like in the same way like and that's what they did with uh like with it's like our house was involved in the history of this so it's the same basic principle mm-hmm. is that like people want to be a part of those really cool really big stories which is why like you have like why sir like king arthur has like something like 30 something knights mm-hmm. from different houses because <laughs> that gives people plenty of room to be like we're a descendant of that knight we're, right. we're that one. That one is the one that helped we want us. That one. We, <laughs> we wanted this one, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, I think that's part of it. I think it's because in the universal aspect, yeah, yeah. everybody socializes. It's a group setting. Mm-hmm. Everybody can identify with someone, just like they can identify with the lands. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, this look for me. I think maybe it's just because here we we get. I know we're going to get another Greek mythology retelling. I already know, so I'm not... It's because it's public domain. It's public yeah. domain. And to be fair, it's nothing wrong with it. We've definitely had a lot of good um, stories and shows that came from it. But I think what it is, it, at least in my opinion, when it comes to at least Journey to the West, is that um, it never it, it never really deviates from like that familiar pattern as we were talking about earlier. You know, you have the four deities. You, you have all four of them. Common yeah. Well. And so it never really deviates from that. And I think especially when you keep the foundation on it, you you pretty much, for the most part, at least keep what the essence of the stories is yeah. about. So, it again, that's just my little personal opinion. Also, I think it's because a lot of uh, Roman and Greek mythology is so vague. Yeah, like, it, it is. Doesn't, it doesn't have vague. a whole lot of big, like, it, it's, it does have details, but it's all meant in, like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and this happened. Mm-hmm. And it leaves a lot to interpretation. Whereas mm. this one is like, no, and then he said this, and then he said that. And it's yeah. like, because it's written like an actual novel and not a myth, that means that, like, because mythology is so easy to reinterpret. Into it really is. No, it, it really surprises and, and there's not, you're not going to get people going, boo and hiss you for doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's all kinds of, of myths. I still haven't gotten my, like, Typhon movie. That's what I want. If we're talking like Greek mythologies, I want my kaiju war, like <laughs> Greek movie where Typhon shows up and all the Greek gods are like, oh, snap, and like get, strung, and get strung up by him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. You know, it's a neat, it's a neat concept. I like that. Yeah. 
but I don't know. It's a yeah, yeah. I think a good thing. I think I think it's a good thing, and people need to. Think Hollywood needs to get on it and I, see. I'm just kind of scared if Hollywood. Yeah, does I was about it. to say. I don't know because, like, again, like I, I'm, I'm not. Well, just get Chinese Clash of the Titans, and is that really yes. that bad? Lego versions. The Lego version, though. What about the Lego version? We, we Lego versions, versions of the, just what like we got the Monkey Kid. I know we don't need to do Lego versions. Dude, we spent half this episode talking about that. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's really good. But like, I'm just yeah. saying that, like, for like, if like, it honestly, I think that Hollywood, like. A lot of the comic book stuff mm-hmm. is part of the reason why is people inherently like mythology. Mm-hmm. They like being a part of like a growing mythology and story. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that if they were to, if Hollywood wanted to, I think that's like just pivot into like an actual mythology. Right. Like tell, tell one of the other ones, because a lot of people don't understand the basis of other people's cultures. And so telling those kinds of mythologies would be really interesting, and I think people would get up to it. You just have to have fun with it to a degree and well, not make it stodgy. That's my issue. Well, is that every be- single time they do it, they always make it so dreadfully boring. Yeah, they do. Well, well to be fair, when they did Kung Fu Panda, that was actually... Yeah. That was actually really Yeah, no, good. Kung Fu Panda's a great example that of like, a- yeah, no, it needs to be something along those lines. Yeah. Like, it needs to be that level. Maybe don't have DreamWorks do it. Or maybe two. Plus, the movie was really good. Like, so very rarely does a movie like a, a trilogy just like hits. Yeah, every note. So well, I, I don't know. Maybe they, do. They might be Puss in Boots people. was really good, and I could yeah. see that animation style look really good with oh, Journey to the West. Does. Oh my but God. like, not not just Journey to the West. There's a whole bunch of like mythologies out there that are like really interesting. Mm-hmm. That I'd be like, yeah, do that. Like, actually, we should. Where's our Norse mythology that. movie? Where's mythology? our Where's our Polynesian mythology? Well, I actually movie? want to see one of African mythology. African mythology that's, is buck wild. Yeah, that's that's the one I really want to see. But uh, but yeah, nevertheless, we'll go ahead and end the episode there. All right, and thank you so much for uh, joining us for another episode of Technicolor Podcast. Remember, there are color in them pages. All right, next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.